0: Support for LAist comes from FX, presenting Shogun. Set in the year 1600, Lord Yoshi Toronaga is fighting for his life as his enemies unite against him. Starring Hiroyuki Sanada, Cosmo Jarvis, and Anna Sawai. Emmy eligible in all drama series categories.
1: Support comes from Rancho La Puerta, recently voted a top wellness resort and spa. Rancho La Puerta provides summer vacations for anyone who enjoys hiking, mindfulness, and fitness classes on 4,000 acres of nature preserve. RanchoLaPuerta.com. L.A.S. Studios. Just a heads up, we are talking about abortion in this episode. From LA Studios, this is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. For decades, California has taken a pretty liberal approach toward abortion rights. Pregnant people and their right to choose has been protected by various laws ever since 1969, four years before Roe vs. Wade. Every few years since then, the right to choose has been expanded and refined. Back in 2019, one of these expansions was Senate Bill 24. It would require all public universities in the state to make abortion pills available to any student who would want them. The bill became law in 2023, but the thing is, a year later, most students still don't know about this right they have now. Because as Elias reporting shows, many university health centers have done a pretty bad job of informing students. LA's senior health reporter Jackie Fortier and higher education correspondent Adolfo Guzman Lopez have spent the last several months looking into this issue. Hey Jackie, thanks for joining us today. Hey. I think I just want to open up the chat with you. I don't know. It's just For me, it's like a foreign thing to talk about as a person who won't carry a child. But it's also so close to me because I'm like, I see people, whether it's in entertainment or in real life friends, like they kind of, it's like like a hanging thing over their heads.
0: It's not something you've ever had to think about before, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not unique in that aspect at all. Uh, I've been covering abortion for years and I've had to explain to many cisgender men who are in straight relationships and mm-hmm. maybe even have children how women's bodies work. Mm-hmm. It's not something that unless you're experiencing it, you necessarily think about. Right. Unless it's kind of through politics. Because right. it gets politicized and then everybody wants an opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what I was just like, okay, I'm going to have this conversation with Jackie who's been covering this for years. And I think it's a very important story to highlight. And the fact that access to these critical things that people need um, weren't really out there as a resource for people i'm going to need you to check my privilege a little bit as a cis um, gay man Uh, can you explain medication abortion a little bit for me
0: yeah sure Medication abortion, uh, it's also known as the abortion pill. It is the most common form of abortion in the United States. It uses a combination of two federally approved drugs to end a pregnancy. It does not require a surgical procedure. The first pill is mifepristone, which blocks a hormone known as progesterone the body needs for a pregnancy to continue. And then the second drug, misoprostol, is taken a day later. It causes cramping and bleeding and empties the uterus. In 2021, it was used in more than half of abortions in the U.S. It's very safe and successfully terminates a pregnancy over 99 percent of the time. All of the Cal State and UC health clinics have reported to the state that they're providing medication abortions. So students should be able to either walk in or make an online appointment for a medication abortion, again, within the first 10 weeks of pregnancy. They would then be seen by a provider who can prescribe them those two-dose drugs that we already talked about, walk them through the process. Usually, they take the first pill at the health center and then the second the next day. Some universities use a telehealth option through another clinic. So the medication is sent to the student within a couple days at most. They may also be offered you know counseling services through the school if they want
1: them. So take me back to before 2019, before Roe was overturned, before abortion rights seemed to be in such a downward spiral, what was the process of students getting abortion pills before this bill? What prompted state senators to want to write this?
0: So before SB24, public university campuses were not required to provide abortion pills. So if students wanted to get a medication abortion, they would have to seek care elsewhere, Uh, Usually at a clinic, you know, around a campus, there are Planned Parenthoods, which is kind of the most common that people associate with abortion care. But that's definitely not the only abortion providers in the state. So students would have to travel long distances, spend hundreds of dollars sometimes because they didn't have care near them in order to get uh, the care that they needed.
1: So let's leap ahead to 2019 and later the law itself. What did this new law change?
0: So the law compelled public universities to provide medication abortion pills, and it was, it was really hailed as a breakthrough in 2019 by the state's legislative leaders, uh, including Governor Gavin Newsom. The law requires all 33 health centers on California campuses to provide abortion pills to students who want them. California's public universities implemented Senate Bill 24 a little over a year ago. So in January of 2023, each campus has access to $200,000 in private money to implement the law and pay for the medication and other associated costs. That money can be spent on outreach, but, you know, we found very few campuses were letting students know that they have access to these medications. I talked with Deanna Gomez. She was a student at Cal State San Bernardino last fall. She needed a medication abortion, uh, but didn't know that they were available on campus. She ended up driving 300 miles. She spent hundreds of dollars to get the care that she could have received right there on campus. She ended up missing a month of classes, which put her planned December graduation date in jeopardy. And she didn't know until I talked to her that medication abortions were available on her campus. She was very angry when she found out. And there's really no way that she could have known because it's not on the clinic website. It wasn't in the lobby of the clinic. I went, I looked, Uh, there's no Instagram posts, there's no emails to students. Cal State San Bernardino only had posters that mentioned medication abortion in the patient room. So the only time that you would see that was if you were waiting already to see a doctor or a nurse. It was kind of striking to me talking to people, even within medical care. You know, I talked to the director of Cal State San Bernardino, and she was pretty flippant. She's like, well, it's one student. And I'm like, OK. Mm-hmm. There's 33 campuses. I went through and looked to see if they had medication abortion on their websites, right? I called them to see if they were actually providing them. Some of them were really supportive. And they're like, yes, absolutely. Can I make you an appointment? Others were, um, I had one woman yell at me. She's like, you want to What? And then I had other people uh, who didn't know they were nice enough, but they were just like, I have no idea. I have to go find out, you know, put yourself in the mindset of someone who's already upset, scared, real young, trying to figure this out. And then that's the language and, and the tone that's being used with them. Why would they go back to the campus clinic? I mean from from my perspective as a full-grown woman I'm like how dare you talk to me
1: like
0: that? Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean the one woman who yelled at me I was just like I I was just astounded. I mean because it's a medical clinic. It's yeah. like what, can I call you and say I have a broken arm will you fix my arm? They Would that add. be your response? Yeah. Right. I hope not, but it was it was really surprising. And then I got transferred to a pharmacy a couple times and then I had pharmacy techs who were like I don't even know what you're asking. I mean they were really aggressive and I'm like uh, okay. And again, if I had been that person, yeah. it's jarring. I had quite a few people who were, I think, well-intentioned, but just didn't know. And again, this law had been in place for, at that point, 11 months when I was calling them and they were, you know, people answering the phone at the health centers and they didn't know if they offered medication abortion. And actually that kind of made sense later when we got the report from the state I think the most of any campuses was 42 medication abortions in an entire year. Mm. Most of them have done single digits. There's very low uptake of medication abortions, possibly because people don't know about it. Due to our reporting, Cal State San Bernardino has added medication abortion to their website, as have four other campuses. But, you know, that still leaves uh, about eight university websites that still lack any mention of where or how students can obtain an abortion, even though they are providing them at the clinics.
1: We'll be back with more on this topic after a short break. Stay with us. Support for LAist comes from FX's The Bear. Season 2 of the Emmy-winning comedy follows Carmi, Sidney, Richie, and the rest of the crew as they work to transform their grimy sandwich joint into a next-level spot. It turns out the only thing harder than running a restaurant is opening a new one. Starring Jeremy Allen White, Io Edebrey, and Eben Moss Backrack. Television Academy members can watch all episodes of The Bear at fxnetworks.com fyc. Support comes from Rancho La Puerta, a wellness resort just 45 minutes from downtown San Diego. Three, four, and seven-night retreat packages include fitness classes, hiking, live music, mindfulness, and culinary adventures featuring fruits and veggies straight off the vine. Special rates and offers are available for summer stays and first-time guests. Savor summer at Rancho La Puerta. Rancholapuerta.com. We're back with the latest senior health reporter, Jackie Fortier. I feel like we have to take a moment to address that the climate and abortion rights have been very contentious, maybe almost always. Um, How has the legal landscape changed since the law passed in 2019?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting. This law was passed when there was still a federal constitutional right to an abortion. At that time, I was a health reporter in Oklahoma. And I can tell you that trigger laws were already getting passed in state legislatures across uh, mainly the South and the Midwest, including Oklahoma. So there was a lot of Writing on the wall for people who pay attention to state legislatures that there was going to be a very concerted uh, judicial effort to overturn Roe. That was overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court in 2022 in the famous Dobbs decision. That made abortion access a state by state issue. And since then, uh, more than a dozen states have basically banned abortion. In response, California voters approved an amendment to the state's constitution uh, in 2022, protecting Californians' right to both abortion and contraception. And I covered that quite a bit. So that means that people in California have broad legal protection to get an abortion in the state. Uh, providers are also protected. But keep in mind, any federal change would overrule our state constitution. So mm-hmm. if Congress passed a law restricting abortion nationwide, wide, for example, it would apply to California.
1: So, Jackie, you reported the story out with a colleague, higher education correspondent Adolfo Guzman Lopez. Um, What prompted you to look into this?
0: Adolfo had heard through sources uh, at a couple campuses that they weren't letting students know about the availability of the abortion pill on campus. It was also kind of a question on if they were even providing it. Mm. And I was really interested because California has a very unique higher education system. Um you know, most states, including the other two that I've reported in, uh, don't have campus clinics, especially this widely dispersed. It was interesting to me the level of care that they already provide and we really wanted to see how well the law was working
1: yeah and you know you follow the data you looked up data throughout the campuses here in california can you tell me what you uncovered by researching what you found from the college campuses what are some of the highlights
0: well we found that two university of california campuses and 10 cal state campuses had no information on their websites Now, since it's been published, five universities have added medication abortion to their website. But, you know, for many of them, that's their only outreach. And it's literally two words. Mm. It says medication abortion. There's no definition. There's no other instructions about how the process works. For example, Cal State Long Beach's press office told me that they didn't have any other outreach to students like, posters, emails, Instagram posts, uh, or or even to faculty. Instead, uh, students are told it's available, you know, really through word of mouth, either by presentations given about the health center or individual consultations with patients. We interviewed former state senator Connie Leva, who wrote the bill that is now the law, She told us it never occurred to lawmakers to add a requirement that -hmm. campuses needed to do outreach and tell the students it was available. They just sort of assumed that they would. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Leva said she was disappointed the campuses weren't doing more and hopes another lawmaker introduces a bill making it a requirement in the upcoming session. I I mean, her goal was really to get the bill passed because we know from education department data that women who have children uh, while they're going to college are less likely to graduate. Whereas men who have children while they're going to college tend to graduate at the same rate. So her goal was really to get people access to medication abortion, if they so choose, uh, so that they could graduate from
1: college. It already sounds like this investigation has impacted some change. What's next to this story that essentially is a resource access for people, for students?
0: Well, five campuses as of Tuesday have updated their website, so at least there's some recognition that they do provide medication abortions on campus. Some of them do a better job than others explaining what it means, uh, because like you said, I don't think a lot of people necessarily might know. Um, I'm working on a follow-up story now on cost of medication abortions because each campus has access to $200,000 that can help pay for it and a lot of them are charging students and so I want to know why. I have heard from multiple professors, I had one of them tell me that they added the story to their curriculum for their next semester. Uh, She's a gender studies professor so she was very interested. We've heard from other people that didn't know that this was available. I talked with a lot of faculty who didn't want to go on the record because they were afraid of retribution from their campuses, but they were really frustrated because they didn't know. And they would tell me, yeah, I've had a student come to me and try to figure out what to do. And I would have told them to go to the campus clinic if I had known about it. So we're going to keep asking questions and um, hopefully we'll see uh, a little bit more outreach from the campuses.
1: That's LA's senior health reporter Jackie 48. You can find her reporting and Adolfo's on this issue on LAist.com. This episode was produced by Evan Jacoby. Our other producers are Megan Botel, Monica Bushman, and Victoria Alejandro. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live.
0: One event can change a family for generations. I'm Emily Kwong, host of a new podcast from LAS Studios called Inheriting. It's about Asian American and Pacific Islander families and their histories. Join me for an immersive storytelling event at the Crawford in Pasadena. It's June 27th. Get your tickets now at LAS.com events.